calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Murphy and I'm joined by the lover boys themselves. Yeah. All right. Let's check your necks, boys. <laughs> What's going on on your necks? Get your necks out. I'll proudly display that you've I You've just am... been away as well. You've been to La La Land. So assuming you've been getting your necks sucked. What do you think by, happened? By models. <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Does she, live, just... does she live in California? Eh? <laughs> yeah, she was at the Capcom Cup. Was she? Yeah. Bloody hell. I know. Was she doing the... Uh, main, it, she was main in Balrock. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about Capcom Cup in a second. Remind me to ask you a question when we get to it. And if you don't, I'm gonna be fuming. I'm like, definitely utterly forgot. fuming. What if I ask well, him? What if write, I ask you before him? I'm gonna write. Do I win? Question. Rory. For Rory. How are you guys doing? Good. Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Yeah. Excellent. I've had a good week. We've all been travelling, especially me. <laughs> <laughs> But especially you. <laughs> but more especially. But more especially me. And I went to see Resident Evil 7. So what I thought I'd do, right, is you can watch a video about Resident Evil 7. You can mm-hmm. read a lovely article that Daniel Krupa did. You are... Oh, no. You could have gone on the Snapchat the day that we're recording this and seen all the Resident Evil stuff, but that'll be gone. They should be checking like the IGN dust Snapchat in the wind. Like anyway. Tears in blood. Um, but... Uh, I thought what I'd do is like answer some of the main questions that people have been asking about Resident Evil 7. Okay. Can I throw some in? Yeah. I thought, you were gonna good? Say, I thought it was just going to be easy. It's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's phenomenal. All right. Like, it's probably the best game I've played this year. I would put it number one if it wasn't coming out in January. Like, it's so scary, and but also so ridiculously engaging, and it feels exactly like a Resident Evil game whilst at the same time not feeling stale. It feels like something completely new, but very resy. Now, Daniel teed up the structure of the game in a very interesting way. Did that he? I did not Well, know. Daniel's not here now. Well, I'm going to act as his sort of proxy. He mm-hmm. says that each area of the game is sort of inhabited by one member of the Baker family, and it's a bit alien isolation in that way. Ah. So, right... Me and Krupa got to play something super secret, which like they we were they were like we can show you and you can play it, but you're not allowed to talk about it. Right, and I'm not going to talk about it because I like <laughs> anyway. So you start off, in but a- something happened. Something <laughs> happens in that, Mister Blobby turns Some, up. Something happens in that that really would sort like we thought that anyway, but something in that kind of like suggested a little bit more. So, but, but basically, like the way you move around the different areas and yep. then inhabited by different parts of the bakers, they kind of have their own little. It feels like things. So the two things we've played so far um, is the main house, which a lot of people have seen. Yep. And there's uh, the old house as well. Mm. And like in the main house, that really feels like sort of, it's got like a, re- a horrible like haunted house, but like kind of like slasher vibe. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. More Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. Um, but in the old house, it's got more of a like a weird supernatural vibe. Ooh. So like it feels more like uh, Evil Dead. And the okay. bot and the your boss there, Marguerite, like is very is a lot more supernatural. We're not allowed to talk about anything to do with her boss fight. Um, but uh, if you've seen what I can say, and this because it's not in the boss fight, but she shoots bees out of her lady parts. What bees? Bees? <laughs> bees? Yeah. Um, but what? yeah. 
It's, I mean, it's brilliant. It's such a good game, and there's so much going on, and it's so freaking weird. Do you think if you really, really liked a girl, you could see past the fact that she maybe shot bees out of her private parts? You too, Because I think I could. This has become an increasingly sexual podcast. That wasn't podcast. a hickey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> bees things. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You guys got no problem with being bitten by a lady that you love. Bees don't bite. So, they sting. Oh, so give me a sting. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. me again. Checkmate. Give me a stingy goiter a any day. I'll take it. Out of the room. <laughs> Later, losers. I got a date. <laughs> Just, oh, he's like, oh, I'm allergic. With actually. the queen. <laughs> I'm definitely allergic. The queen bee um, and you. <laughs> it's uh, in Nando's. What, what was it, what was the question? Uh, oh, well, I was going to say. Um, so the way you said that, like yeah. slasher. Stop! Don't do that. Don't make fun of my voice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Please don't bully me to my face. Jesus. God. Um, I like this thing, but you can't drink out of it. Just I know, it looks it. shit. It's it looks... really hard to drink out of. You have to like... Can I have a go? Yeah. It's it's so, I, I thought it was going to be hard to drink out it's of. A PlayStation... this, is video, this is for the video podcast. It's a PlayStation oh. branded uh, tube. Yeah. It's, it's gone. gone over him. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Xbox forever, baby. <laughs> you got to go wide mouth with it. You have to like like a basking shark. Wide Whoa, mouth. We've, we've done... P- PSVR heads I can't make a fucking sippy cup though can you <laughs> idiots sorry well, he says right. with water you dang idiots can't even stop me taking gulps too big for my mouth <laughs> uh, I forgot it's not as interesting as you spilling water on yourself no, oh sorry. um sorry. you know how Evil Within did the thing where it was sort of lots of different types of horror in one game yes is this like a cohesive version of that in the idea that, like, the old house and the new house clearly exist in the same space, but they yeah. have different vibes. No. It's not, Is that not it, what it's aiming for? It's not as different. They're not as different, but there's definitely certain... Uh, it kind of is but it's not this is still very much connected right. it still very much feels like the Baker family are sort of one thing um, okay I think I've worked a bunch of stuff out from playing Ooh. the um, uh, the beginning hour final demo which is available now um, and it's fully updated now as well it's fully updated yeah. and something happens in that demo basically I think I've worked out uh, I, actually I can say this because this happens in the demo mm-hmm. so basically in the final demo spoilers if you haven't played it like um, but basically there's a bit where you you meet the molded. Oh yes, and it's like these sort of like ooze creatures. They look like the generators from four. Right? Is it four? Uh, four had the regenerators. Yeah, yeah regenerators. I actually don't. I actually don't see that comparison. Yeah, lots of people. Thing. Lots, lots of people do. I, I think that because the regenerators got loads of like spikes and stuff coming out of them. They mm. move in a very different way. There's only when you got close. I actually think they look a lot more like the enemies from Revelations. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh look, yeah, those oozy. They look so much like them. Um, but basically, what happens is I actually wasn't a massive fan of the molded bits. Mm. It just makes me f- like the bakers are terrifying yeah. and them just existing as sort of like trunching around the world and you having to hide does feel like a- alien isolation but then when you introduce these sort of supernatural creatures into it mm. a lot of people be like yeah but that's what Resident Evil's all about <laughs> um, it, it just kind of it's just not scary for me I was like, just having these things in the world makes it really supernatural and kind of just I was just like eh it's good but but isn't that like that goes back to the first one like you still have like supernatural elements yeah but I just I know it's not as drastic as like it, ooze creatures it just, yeah it like, just doesn't feel as scary yeah like it's a lot scarier when it's just people I guess that's it because even like the first one you're in a mansion and there's creepy stuff going on but there is something yeah kind of like supernatural with the T-virus turning yeah. things into monsters whereas like this one I assume for the like large first part of it, it just feels like there's crazy people in a house. But they oh, can, yeah. they are crazy people who can be set on fire and not feel it, or get shot in the head yeah. and not fall over. Like there is something going on with them. But but and remember like Michael Myers and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean like that's still terrifying because yes. it's still based in reality. It feels human, even though she's shooting beads out of her vagina. Vagina. <laughs> vagina. Bees out of her vagina. Vagina. Um, it does. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm looking up um, a guy who I remember sending us loads of really angry tweets about Resident Evil 7 and I wanted to put really? them to you. Okay. Yeah. Have you Just, got him? I'm finding him now. If you carried on, What's you he weren't so about? unprofessional as to bring know, up I didn't know what was happening. Doing. I thought you were, you were texting one of your God. biters. Just really bored. <laughs> <laughs> you texting my queen. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm not texting his queen, bro. This is, uh, this is zero one dev. Do not call this shit first-person YouTube jump scare game Resident Evil because it's not. What, what do you say to that? Uh, it's. I mean, there's a lot of jump scares in it, but for me, it kind of feels like like Resident Evil invented survival horror. Yes, and I kind of feel like 
this is them got really looking at how survival horror has gone now with like Outlast and PT and things like that. This sort of like, you know, like I've got an answer for that. Gray- I'd rather enjoy Outlast than this. Yeah. Gray- That's what he says. Like, the sort oh, of like grey green first person things like jump scares. Yes. And I, really, for me, this feels like Res- the Resident Evil devs going, you think you can do that? We can do that a million times better. Check That's what interesting. We do. That's so, what I think this is. So They're does it answers. feel like it's got the hallmarks of Resident Evil, but in the new... In the in the style that modern gamers yeah expect so. from first person horror definitely it was funny because yeah. like I've seen a lot of coverage from the game but one of the things that actually scared me the most this has never happened in my life before I got so scared by a gif a gif even what? like third fourth loop it was still scaring me <laughs> well, and it was it? a gif I think it was either Dan tweeted it or maybe uh, Capcom tweeted it where you're walking down a hall and one of the fam- family members Smashes through the burst wall. through the drywall yeah. Yeah. and it's like it's like if that happened during my game I think I would shit yeah. myself I think the, he's designed to the, like, bit, the bit where that happens oh my god the, like, a, I've never seen that before like that's yeah. terrifying because that guy is like just pure chaos like oh. there's a bit where he's chasing you and you sort of run around a, di- a dinner table this is why I was about yeah. to talk about it's, it's so funny what, he just it, flips it or something dude he just gets his shovel and puts it straight through the thing and just keeps on walking ah, and, and the yeah. thing the thing I love about it they show it in that moment in the um, uh, the gameplay trailers they put out this week I think there's three new ones Okay, and they show that moment but then he comes after you and he's just going oh look what you did yeah. I'm gonna get you for that motherfucker yeah. and you just go what that's yeah. the scariest thing about him is that he's blaming you for smashing his <laughs> smashing up his own stuff are yeah. they weird are they weird like that they're very weird I feel yeah. like that would take me out of the scariness a bit so this is the thing that I think I've worked out right so I think that the the ooze stuff, the mold, the molded, the creatures, um, I think basically it's an infection. Yeah. Because in the demo, you get infected with it and you basically can't handle it. But I think they're infected with it as well. But it's there's something about some people that react to it in a certain way. Because you've seen like that dude... Um, Jack take like multiple shots of the head yep. set on fire and still keep going so I think that's how some people react to the molded the mold yeah like some people can take it upon themselves and it basically makes them sort of invincible this is gonna be like a nemesis type but, thing but yeah but I think other people react differently to it I think the dude that you're playing in the demo reacts the way that the molded creatures have turned into so they turn into these like sort of ooze creatures so do you think over the course of the game you're just gonna be slowly transforming into a molded I think from what I've played that'd be cool and I can't talk about too many details. From what I've played, the person you're playing seems to have reacted to it well. Mm. I think if he's been, if, if this been infected, they've reacted to it well. So that's I think very that, that's what I think is going on. Yeah. See, this I really, I'm not up for playing that game because yeah. it's too scary. Mm. But I'm really interested in what it is. Like everything yeah. I it, since I saw that first bake, uh, that Baker's trailer where they're force feeding you waffle. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I'm into that storyline. I want to know what's yeah. going on in that yeah. place so much. Do you think it's, you could like at least watch a Let's Play? Yeah, that's done? what I did with PT. Like I just watched someone playing got PT. Because I generally thought when I started playing it, like I was in Japan and I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I can play this because it's too scary. But then you like have to do it and you really get over your fear and it's just like you just feel helpless all the time. Oh, so you like, played it in VR as well? I did play in VR. How does that work? Do you feel re- it? Just seems like a game that would make you feel immediately sick. No, it feels fine. Even, um, even though you're doing the independent yeah. moving and yeah, you can do independent stuff. moving, or there's also another uh, thing where you can like move and it turns you like 30 degrees um, as well. Weird. But that felt stranger to me than just moving. The oh. only thing that did feel strange is ducking. Oh, because yeah. your character this goes like that, and obviously you're not ducking. So yeah, that's the only thing. But I don't get. You gotta ill. time it. You gotta time it, Gav. Time uh, your ducks. I don't get ill from um, from VR, but some people do. So I can't really comment on that because I've got stomach of steel and I'm not fucking pussy. Nice, <laughs> very nice. Um, but yeah, that's that's some of your Resident Evil Seven gripes answered. Hopefully, like I, I think it's going to be one of the best games of the year. I'm really unless you somehow managed to fuck up the last five hours. If it's going to be one of those. Throw the balls to play it. Yeah. I will absolutely. Play Let's it. play it together. Okay. Okay. Just holding hands. You. Yeah. Love biting. <laughs> uh, that'll, be, that'll be a little bro hoedown which brings us nicely on to Rory and Joe's bro co hoedown what is this Rory and I a couple of weeks ago three weeks ago even became went, bros we did and we went to watch a bro comedy called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates starring Zac Efron who is nice yeah. and well bodied he's stunning and uh, 
Adam Devine from Workholics. Yeah, who's which that? Is a, it's a good uh, combo. He's the guy like, who's short and really smiley all the time. He looks like, like a, a tiny, um, sort of sh- shrunken, jacked Jack Black. Oh, okay. He's very strange. Um, <laughs> I, I really like Zac Efron. I think he's hilarious. He's excellent in this movie as well. Yeah. And yeah, we went down to uh, a place in Stratford and we ate some pizza and we and Rory beat me at ping pong and then we watched... Ping pong or beer pong? Ping pong. Ping pong. Don't play It was meant either. to be a beer pong. Right. And then no one played beer pong because Rory was turning up. Yeah, they were like, them. get rid of the cups, get rid of the cups. He's here. <laughs> we He's walked in there. All, here. They were like, oh, we're playing frisbee. And they were all just smashed solo cups that they yeah. crushed yeah. down. <laughs> didn't, you, uh, didn't you win a, a beer pong tournament once? I've won a couple of beer pong tournaments Ooh. before. Yeah. Uh, didn't, but didn't you bring like a trophy oh, back from Everest with all the way what? to London? <laughs> that's like such, a seven and a half hour bus journey. It's story. It was, um, it's not that funny. It was all right. Well, then we'll tell it. Then. <laughs> Jesus, I wasn't that interested. Go on. It was the uh, the day of the Super Bowl, and I went down with my brother because he was his last year at university, and he was your bro Q- QB QB of the football team. Is he They're hosting? Yeah, he's tiny. He's not tiny. He's bigger than me. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Yeah, but bigger than you, mate. You're I don't know what you're talking about. You're not at all, though. Colin, beat him up. <laughs> I need you here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so there was like a big beer pong uh, competition in pairs. So me and him entered, and we managed to win it that night. Yeah. So they like handed over this like huge trophy, and I was like, "This is amazing!" But of course, I got like blackout drunk and had to get a mega bus at like four in the morning yeah. from Aberystwyth back to London. Yeah. And I had the day off work, but it just meant I got into London. I think it was at like. Nine in the morning yeah. was still like football face paint on oh and my, my jersey. God. And by the time the sun had risen and I'd sobered up, I realized that the trophy was just like spray painted beer bottles all stacked on top of each other with like a shot glass on top. That's horrible. And I was on the tube, like it would be like businessman, businessman, me with an old beer bottle trophy, like businessman, like stumbling about reeking of booze. But I still have it to this day. It's on my, my mantelpiece. I'm going to take that from you one day. Yeah, right, Scrabbles. I once hustled a beer pong game by bringing a partner who was my cousin who's from Canada and has played it since he was young, and it was amazing. <laughs> it's really weird watching someone who's very good at beer pong because yeah. you kind of assume that there's no skill in it. Did he have there to pretend that he wasn't? It really is. Huh? Did he have to pretend like he wasn't? Like when Andy takes a... Uh, <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> when, uh, I'm definitely British. <laughs> when Andy takes uh, guitar lessons in Parks and Rec, <laughs> and then like, yeah. and he's like, plays it, and it's like, uh, oh, uh, are you... Uh, have you played guitar before? No. Uh, in fact, I haven't hardly never heard of a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> was it like that? It was. Awesome. It was just like that. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Pro Mike comedies. Need Mike wedding dates. Wedding dates. Yeah. Well, why do they need wedding dates? Uh, basically, the setup How do they get plus ones if they don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? That's bullshit. Wait it's a, a second. Wedding. What are you talking about? Wait a second. You don't necessarily it's their sister's get a wedding. One. It's their sister's wedding. They can do whatever And she's given them want. plus ones to right, take okay. to Hawaii. It's based on a real story, apparently, yeah. which is that two guys said they needed wedding dates to take to Hawaii for free, and then it went viral, and oh. they ended up interviewing loads of women. And then in the course of this, they meet Aubrey Plaza and the woman who sings, what's she called? Shania Twain. Nice woman. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Oh. Um, and they are nasty girls. Are they? And they... Pretending to be nice. And then they pass themselves off as nice. So they're like, we'd love to go with you. And then they rage. They and rage they rage harder than the guys. This sounds And right. then three quarters of the movie is just everything going wrong all the time for all of them. Because these girls are pissed up at the wedding. Well, yeah. and because they're idiots as well. Okay. So the, the point is they've been told they have to bring nice girls or they're not allowed to come because they're dickheads. Right. And they're others as well which is really funny okay um also an amazing running joke is that everyone's constantly referring to how hot zach efron is and just ignoring adam devine's character which is really good yeah there's a lot of very good scenes there's an extended massage sequence with kamal nanjiani fully oh, naked amazing. massaging so a woman weird. with his ass um which is quite something um and it's just we were talking about it afterwards and kind of both realized that we have a soft spot for really dumb bro comedy films yeah. And so... Like what? what? Exactly. We've got a lot of examples. Pineapple Express. Yeah, that's exactly. a great film. That is Amazing an excellent film. People hate it. I can't believe that. I was talking with, it's with mad. a girl last night and she really, really loves it. It's so uh, good. Just it's, like... It's stupid funny. And it's, it's, and it's really yeah. heartwarming. Yeah. Like all of the... This, that's the secret to the bro comedy stuff is yeah. that actually it's quite progressive and heartwarming at the end of it. Yeah. I always find as well with like a lot of these movies that we're talking about... My favorite scenes are actually when it's just... When boys take their tops off. Yeah, that obviously, especially with Zac Efron. Um, But it's just when, like, the people in it are just having conversations. Just stupid, like, bro conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, 
they really try to achieve a lot in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. There's a lot going on That's with all these right. characters. and There's like, too many stuff. subplots. And I was talking to Joe and I was like, man, I was laughing the hardest when they were just in their hotel room talking with each other, like a five minute uh, conversation. I was in tears. There's an amazing bit where he drags him from a date onto a beach and he's to, to physically draw a line in the sand between them. And then just the ocean comes and washes it away. And like they keep, he just keeps having to draw the line in the sand. That's funny. It's so it's very funny. good. That's, so that's one example. I also, sticking with the Zac Efron theme, I'm a sucker for the Neighbours movies. I've never I watched like, any of the Neighbours movies. I like movies. Bad Neighbours. There's, I like bad there's neighbors funny too. bits in all those films, but those two films could just be one film. They, yeah, they absolutely could. Isn't be. Bad Neighbours 2 like much more progressive? Isn't it? Yes. Because like, isn't the first it, it, one just it, it, like it tends to be, guys want to see ladies, but the second one's like ladies, ladies deserve can, to. Ladies can be assholes too, <laughs> which is yeah. super progressive. Yeah. I don't know what I'm well, saying. Well, there's, there's, there's a bit in um, in Bad Neighbours where two. I, I watched on a plane. I didn't like it. Um, where they like they realize that the way to make money is to. The reason they start their frat is because they go to a boy's frat mm. and it, the, all the girls are really dumb and they expect the girls to be dumb. So they're like, fuck this, we're going to start our own frat. Right. Um, so they go off and start their own frat, but then they realize actually to make money, they have to be act like the stupid girls. So they kind oh. of do it at the end. But then I don't know I, I don't know what the lesson is. The, no, the resolution was they thought that in the end they were going to have to act like the stupid girls to get money. Um, but then, yeah, the final resolution it was like, uh, the other girls were having so much fun at the party that they could just do their own thing that they wanted to. So they didn't actually right, need okay. to do it in the end. Okay. That would have been a horrible conclusion. Yeah, no. Oh no, it turned out we did have to be like really slutty to get money. I, th right. I, I think the Anyway, I think Zach Efron take his top off and roll the yes. credits. And he's like, yeah. Everyone's like, fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> I, I think that, Six the, apps. That's the good thing about the second one is like Zach Efron just being useless yeah. at life. Like, I think it's so really, good. Yeah. But that's why it's like, I really uh, enjoyed those movies personally because I saw They're the- Basically like snapshots of your life yes like I saw the first one when I was uh, leaving university and that whole one was about like Zac Efron not having any idea what he wants to do and all yeah. his friends are like leaving uni and he's like what did, you, what did you want to do when you left uni what didn't I want to do Come God, with I had dreams I had hopes before this not, is your first job out of I uni know. right you got your first no this, man I worked like three jobs in the summer before this job I'm a workaholic just, just in the summer though like yeah but then I've had jobs before that summer's like six weeks long man what like, how, when you're like, oh, no, I was working for ages. No, 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 because you, you finish uni, what, in, like, J June or, yeah. like, April? Yeah, June? summer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, like, with months and dates, let's not do this. <laughs> That's not six weeks, though. Six weeks isn't even two months. All right, fine. Well, I'm not getting into this. Summer's just your birthday, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into this. Uh, left field, I enjoy the movies. Left field bro comedy. <laughs> Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Have you seen it? Shite. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's a shite. Yeah. I quite like it. Waiting for you to bring it up. I, I, yeah. John Super Cena as a big drug dealer. Excellent. Good work. It's not for me. Oh, um, it's all right. Super bad though. Superbad is very good. That, that kind of started it. Yeah. Superbad is so. Yeah, funny, actually, guys. yeah. Well, even maybe like... Fourth Year Old Virgin was the first of that breed. Yeah. It, I wouldn't say it kind of like set the tech, like the rule book for it. Mm. Like I feel like because Superbad had the like the young group of like just asshole kids like trying yeah. to get laid and get booze. Superbad for me feels like the in between us. Like you know when you yeah. watch the in between us the first time and you're like, holy shit, this is literally how I used to talk. Like and God, I, I hope that's not how you actually used to talk. Of well, course, sometimes it is. I talk about it now. Like <laughs> you, I talk worse than now. You um, really do. But yeah. man, did you guys ever watch any of the episodes of the American in Betweeners? Nah, fuck that. No, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh my god, they totally oh, tried so to reboot bad. it like the same stories, but oh it's like god. it's the weirdest, weirdest thing in the world. Because they're all pricks. There's no such thing as in Betweeners in America. They're all in cliques. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they're all Amer jocks and Americans goths. Americans can't do like, as it's like Americans can't do like uh, idiots. That are really, really horrible, but you still kind of like. I guess maybe like it's always sunny. You still yeah, always sunny. But, but and you don't, but you don't and workaholics. As but you well, don't love. That. I don't think you no love in the always sunny people. You still you still find them quite despicable. You right? love They're Charlie. Getting They're getting worse. I think yeah. you. Lo I think you end up loving Charlie, but that's because he's like. Borderline Even Jay in the between is like who's yeah. a fucking dipshit you love because you realize how like absolutely tragic he is. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, that is that's the important thing to make them always lose. Yeah. 
That is true. But Americans don't know how to lose. So. They you, don't. You They're like, winners. Just, They're born winners. Just for a laugh, I recommend people, if you're a fan of uh, the UK Inbetweeners, I'm sure you can find it online. Yeah. What, try and watch like one episode of the American Inbetweeners. It's yeah. really, really fun. It's like a parallel universe version of the Inbetweeners. I've it's never really seen cool. American IT crowd either. No. Which is Joel McHale so. and Richard Iowa. Wasn't that just one yeah. episode before it got shut down? I think down? so. Like, I think is. they made a pilot and just fucked it. Oh, right it's off. I really want to see. There's um there's a somewhere out there a uh, Muck G directed um pilot for Spaced. Wait, no, what? Yeah. What? Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Muck um, G as in Terminator Genesis yeah, and yeah. Oh, Terminator Charlie's Salvation Angels. and Charlie's Angels. Yeah. yeah. Oh my um, god. But yeah. That's good, isn't it? I love it. I Jesus love like seeing Christ. these shows trying to be. But also, adapted. also, what like, are they up to? That, that's for me. That's just such idiotic pro- American producers being like, "This show is so good. We'll remake into. It's already English, so it's." Fine. Yeah, like imagine if it was <laughs> yeah. like, "Hey, this show's big in America. Can we like do a UK version of this? <laughs> yeah. That'd be ridiculous." Wanna, has that ever happened? Absolutely. It must. It must. No. Have done. How? Yeah. Um, Quiz shows, <laughs> but, but, but then, but then, some sometimes it's good, like Office. That is true, but that's a basic. After the first series, it's functionally a different show. It's absolutely a different show. Yeah. Like that is completely yeah oppositional. Good. Are you done with this? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, I'm, du- I'm duty bound to say that. Uh, oh. No, it's not a film. I'm duty bound to say that Mike and Dave need wedding dates is out on DVD and Blu-ray on the twelfth. You duty December. bound because they got you pissed at a party. I think I had like one beer. What? You didn't have one beer. I bought you one. Sorry, beer. I don't remember the others. Did you learn Actually, nothing from Superbad? <laughs> <laughs> I learned the booze and girls are the best. And the bros are for life. Um, and then we went to a bar and I beat uh, Joe at Towerfall. Yeah, what? what? No, it, took, it yeah. took you, yeah. what, 12 Raining rounds Chow, to beat me Raining once. What bar at Towerfall one? Huh? Loading. What, oh, right, loading. loading. Yeah. Oh, also, also, what we played, um, uh, we played Gang Beasts for oh, amazing. Uh, yes. like an hour. And all we did was, you know the um, uh, the level with the lorries? Yeah. We worked out how, if, if you work together and jump from one lorry to the other so you never get knocked off, you yeah. can slowly but surely work your way inside the lorry. What? Like, yeah, so crazy. you can hang on to the edge and then like use the momentum of the lorry to swing into the doors Whoa. and just run around inside the back of the lorry forever. I didn't know that. It's brilliant. There's That's nothing awesome. in there, but we were just hanging around in there. That is loading bar in... <laughs> did you go to the Stratford one? Not yes, Dalston yeah, one. Stratford. There's one in Stratford and one in Dalston. <laughs> if you like video games and you like getting drunk, go to loading bar because it's got video games and drunk there. And if you like... It's got, comedies. it's got drunk It's got inside a, a it. drunk made of, inside made of, it. Made of, made of, made of drunk. Where would, where, uh, here we go. Where would you rank? What's in that can? <laughs> it was beer. <laughs> I think it was beer, really? bro. New, new Wave Craft Lager. That's Frontier's all right. Beer. I thought that was like a Yeah, I woke up one. with it in my no, bag. Frontier's. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> I, was, I stayed up with this girl last night and I woke up this morning. I was like getting changed in her bathroom. What's right? stolen her beers? Yeah. Stole all her beers. But then, no, but then there was this. We're going to some cutlery as well. Like a new. TV? A cat. Yeah. I've got a. Dr- funny. Her cat's actually lost right now. Um, I've got. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna find it stuffed full of beer cans. Um, but yeah, I found this in my bag. I was like, yes, that's great. And I was, I almost left it for her as a little present. But I thought, no, I'll drink that later. Jesus Christ, Gavin. Ah, uh, left on her pillow. What's next? Nice, nice and polite. Capcom, Cup. Capcom, Cup, baby. Having a second hit at the uh, the Capcom stories. We already got Resident Evil. It's time to move on to Street Fighter. Oh. Gav, would you like to ask me a question about uh, this tournament? Or it's literally just popped out of my head. Oh my god. Are you kidding oh. me? <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. You just said I'll think of it. Oh, real question I do. for you. I, I do it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Do they? Because yeah. I know you so you went to the Capcom Cup, which is like a big Street Fighter tournament. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Um, in Anaheim, California. Do they sing the national anthem? before they start the tournament. No, is that a thing? Well, they, you, you fucking sing the national anthem for like dog races in America. Yeah, but esports is very different. I don't think, I've never heard any national anthem. But every sport and event that I've ever been to this American, they sing the national anthem to, but they didn't, they don't. Why do are you having to go at him for that? I'm not, yeah, I'm just, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I can't, I can't believe they don't. Uh, no, they don't. My family fucking died for those stars. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> so you Nikali. Be, so you better My be singing it. Great granddad Nikali. Uh, <laughs> No, like I guess weird. sports are very different. I like I don't think they try and put a lot of emphasis on like the places the people are from, more right. the people themselves and the teams. I think themselves. you should respect cultures. 
<laughs> you're too, you're so opposite. You're on the wrong side of esports history with this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually so I don't really know. Like I know a decent amount about Street Fighter. I know like the combos and the characters and things, but I've yeah. never seen an esports competition before. Sounds like we Wait. send the right guy. Is the whole Capcom Cup just Street Fighter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it? There's no Mega Man. Power Speed Stones. Runs. Unless this was like the Street Fighter Bit. tournament of the Capcom Cup. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. But um it was really exciting. Like I watched a lot of esports, like I watched the Overwatch, I watched League, and I didn't think I was gonna enjoy Street Fighter that much because like it has its pros and cons where it's like it's a reasonably I don't know people are gonna get at me for this, but like relatively it's a reasonably simple game. Well it's readable. It's very readable. And yeah. that's the other that's the pro yeah, of it. It's also, like like you cannot know a huge amount about like the which players fight and the combos. It's one V one. There's the literally a health bar. The person whose health, health bar is less than the other one and dies, that's who loses. That's yeah. it. I can watch that what's that video where there's that mega parry and everyone Dago. loses their just, freaking mind. Dago. Yeah. Just like, like manual ah, ah, ah. Yeah, manually blocking like Chun Lee's uh, fire kick yeah. Amazing. yeah so it's like so I was uh, filming at the event but even between filming you know you were looking up and you were seeing these people get so excited because it was a really nice setup as well because usually it's like a big kind of stadium if it's, mm. if it's esports but this one was kind of laid out where it was like everyone watching but then the first kind of like viewing area they laid out just beanbag chairs okay. like a oh. hundred beanbag chairs that's so nice like if you were there early enough you could just chill with your friends in the beanbag chair area it and those guys were nuts like someone would like turn a game around to like a block and then use their like V trigger and like take the guy out and I just have people like jumping up like back flipping like screaming at each other hitting each other with beanbag chairs it was amazing chairs. it was like the, the atmosphere was so electric like yeah. it was so easy to get behind sounds good it's really cool and also um, a good note as well was the, like the actual diversity of the tournament because like I know this sounds really weird but because I've been to a lot of esports tournaments I'm used to it being like sweaty man either like a Chinese versus a Korean team in the end or something right. like like vice versa it's usually never North America never a European team like no one like that you have said that you really fear the stranglehold the East has got on esports. I, I've often I've been you very say, verbal. Say, well, he calls it he calls it the Orient. Yeah, I have, I have a Facebook page <laughs> trying to rally together. People uh, of to all nine likes. <laughs> Mostly family. Every certain powers. E- e- a lot of Trump supporters. Clearly, e- esports first. Yeah. <laughs> Make esports great again. So you're saying so because. Uh, the Orient didn't take it. That's why you liked him at That's best. That's a horrible thing to imply. That's what you said. No, so, f- for example... It's a horrible thing for you to imply with what you just said. It was... I don't <laughs> think, like, a, um American player has, like, reached the finals in, like, in memory. They, yeah. It was a huge spectacle. And also, uh, the finals were two Americans and I believe it, it was a guy... And a like one of the first ever transgender esports competitors oh, amazing, was playing amazing. in the finals, and it's like, and everyone was just like really into it. And like, that's cool. It was cool because it just seemed like people were excited to be there. It wasn't like hate or passion towards one person to win. It was yeah. just the excitement and love of the game itself. And I was like, this is really cool. This is I'm, a great environment. I'm by no means an expert on this, so I'm not going to talk about it properly. But I have talked to Tamar Hussein from Gamespot about this before, and there is a massive, uh, like imbalance with Street Fighter in as much as it's a hugely progressive like diverse esports scene like yeah. there's a like it's not just white middle class people and he had a really good reason for this and I can't remember what it was but it is like it's fascinating like you can just see that it, yeah. like everyone fighting is fighting is universal yeah everyone <laughs> loves a fucking dust everyone like, <laughs> loves a good old rock yeah well, someone, it's an amazing thing to see. Like, yeah. it's so strange for the industry. Yeah. Well, someone was saying as well that, like, because the like the balance of the the like um, the characters change so often, you have new ones added, and like you know, yeah. it's getting completely redone uh, every season. That there's like tons of upsets. Like, you never really mm. know who's going to win, and okay. that's what makes it really exciting. Someone could show up in their first year and take down the guy who won it last year, you know? Mm. It's like these really exciting moments, and I think that's cool as well because I do like that, but I also I love sports where there's one person who's just better than everyone else. Well, that is kind of Daigo like, in Street Fighter though, isn't it? But like, he, he is just better than everyone else. Uh, I know, like, but like, Messi doesn't always win. No, but like, in, I remember like just loving WRC 
when just like uh, who's that Spanish dude who just literally no just won every <laughs> single like, time whatever happened to Michael Jordan he was, he was a great <laughs> like, guy oh, like I just love it when like when Federer just could not be beaten yeah but that's because like, Federer was like a spe- what was it David Foster Wallace called him a religious a religious experience yeah. like he's just a different kind of but being. I can't like when Tiger Woods was like top like I just I don't know I just really like people you don't like change excelling uh, no I do like change but very I just like Tory. but it's, it's like it's very good to see someone who's just <laughs> better than everyone else play like yeah, but then what about the excitement when someone rises up through the ranks, also and takes good. him down also, also in a good. finale? Leicester FC, Incredible. come then, on. Then I hope there's more. No, I'm going to say that. <laughs> that's a really horrible thing I was about to say. Um, <laughs> that's good. What? <laughs> Not on that? No, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. Let's uh, puts his red cap away. <laughs> continue. Shut up! I'm going to join your Facebook group. <laughs> okay, guys, it's that time of the podcast that. Upwards of four people look forward to the most. Hey, Dale. Countdown. We met a fan in um, uh, Anaheim. Fan of podcast, fan of Prepare to Try. A fan of He loves, Anaheim. He loves uh, Keyword Countdown. Does he? He does. So, What's his name? I don't remember. Oh, don't forget, don't forget the little people's Shit. names, is it? God, what was it? I'm Slug sorry, boy. I'm sorry, Slug Boy. Slug Boy. <laughs> Slug Boy, Slug boy, Slug boy McSlime. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, okay. McSlime. So, Keyword Countdown. If you yeah. don't know... Oh, God. Uh, imdb.com categorized their films by uh, crazy keywords and I have taken a bunch of those keywords taken it for five different films and you have to guess what that film is Joe is currently top Oh, don't you, lead with that. Don't lead saying, me with that. I'm just saying. You like, it, you like when someone rises up? He's Federer. Exactly. Okay, or Djokovic. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. You're Joe Wilfred Songa. There you go. Means I fancy you. Um, there's, <laughs> um, oh, all right. There was someone on the um, on the tweets the other day yeah. who, uh, like, oh no, was it? On, it was somewhere. There was some feedback about how it's boring when I play because like Rory and Alicia give way more interesting answers whereas I just get it right. And I feel yeah. bad about that. Now. About I've been no, I've been like rumbled. That's so, it. I'm rumbled. Gonna, yeah, five, my confidence is shaken. To five the core. films. Okay, there's a link between them all. I could feel myself Two. losing Why? right now. I you didn't s- do very good in the last one. Did not do very good in the last one. I think I'd heard of like one of the movies. That's fine. So I was like, okay, <clears throat> right. Come on, Let's play along at home if you will. Film number one. Yep. Independent film. I have to go slowly. Independence Day. <laughs> Drive-in classic. Driving classic. Drive. In, drive. Like a driving. Oh, movie. drive. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant it was drive. No, no it's, it's a it's like, a classic of drive-ins. Yeah. What? They show it at drive-ins. Oh, I thought you said driving classic. Well, we spent a long time on this clip. A driving. Um, <laughs> Josh. Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is. Fucking hell. Not Jaws then. <laughs> the theme. No, don't say it yet. <laughs> I should have put that one last. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Texas. That's right. a drive-in classic. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> oh, the other clues. Cult director. Skull. Blood. <laughs> Surprise ending. Cannibal. Band film. Chainsaw. Fair play. What's well, the surprise ending? Big surprise ending. He gets knocked over by a truck. Oh, I thought you meant like a twist. Like she, she gets was away. the monster well, the she whole gets time. Away. She gets away. And he wanted to just have a conversation. You think she's, she's a goner? And then she gets away, isn't she? <laughs> Here we go. Film number two. Okay. Lake. Jaws. No, it was a river. I mean, a ocean. A river? <laughs> Freshwater Jaws. Jaws. On the now. God damn it. No, that was a bath. <laughs> I'm getting um, psyched out. Revenge. Cape Fear. Bare chested male. Ooh. Oh, uh, we're Friday the 13th. Yeah. Bloody hell. Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> How's that number 10? <laughs> Teenage sex. Butchery. This is my favourite one. Wessex County, New Jersey. <laughs> How many... Oh, did, please tell me you clicked on that one. I did, yeah, it's loads. Murder spree. Murderess. Machete. Maniac. Murderess. Yeah. I like it. Murderess. Murderess. Here we go. Writer. Winter. Misery. 
Shining. Yes. Oh, motherfucker. It's easy Thank this God. week. Easy this week. Oh my God. Easy. What is that, nine, 20 points? It's got nine like points, 20. bro. Oh. Nine points. 20 points. <laughs> uh, father-son relationship. Alcoholic relapse. You gotta slow this down, man. You've got this, it. You've bored. Oh. Oh, I thought you were doing the next one. You know, exactly. uh, uh, is it Jaws? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alcoholic relapse. Isolation. Surrealism. Caretaker. Freezing to death. Identical twins. Haunted hotel. That was pretty good. I got that one pretty early. Well yeah. done. That's good. Here we go. The grudge. <laughs> <laughs> High school. Woman strangled to death. Carrie? Year 1978. Oh, Rosemary's baby. Psychiatrist. The Omen. Knife murder. Scream? Stalking. Fucking Halloween. Yeah. Uh, well done, Joe. Just naming slasher films, yeah. man. I know. I feel like you named like the next ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also had electronic music score. First mm-hmm. part in the series. Masked killer. Sorry, my Trick or treat. Yes, because you've been slagging that guy off, and he knows. Slug boy, slug boy. slime, slug boy, slug boy slime. Slime. <laughs> well, It's easy this week. Take down you guys are doing well. Group. Last one, cult film, okay. band film. Mm, last house on the left, nineteen eighties, thriller killer, unusual sex act. Oh, now he's interested. Deviant, unusual sex act, sexual violence. There's a lot of that. Dark comedy. Dark comedy. Amputation. I don't think I've seen this. Reanimator? Incantation. Oh, God. Cabin in the Woods. Oh, Evil Dead. Yeah. And the last clue was going to be Necronomicon. Well done, Joe. Joe, you fucking steamed What's the up. unusual sex act? Uh, a woman gets raped by a tree. That happens? Yeah, it's yeah. really unpleasant. Not in real life. Like, it's not... well, yeah, I believe that the actress not... actually still has major doubts about that scene, though. Really? Yeah, I think it's not. A, it was not a good time. Joe, you got twenty-five points then. What am I like twenty? You, you got nine points. Ah, that's nine all right. Points, I'll take it. Good. That was a good. What was the link? Horror movies. Resident Evil influences. Slasher. Yes, I was, was technically right. So ten for me then. You're not getting there. <laughs> ten. Um, all right, <laughs> feedback time. So oh, that, right. that was actually quite easy, though. Was. It was. Yeah. But I like that every I now and then. Should have put Texas Chainsaw Massacre first. That was that was the problem. Yeah, that was the problem. Number one. This is from Nathan Ellingsworth. It is called Disney versus Directors, okay. which okay. is a cool film. With Rogue One coming out, what do you think about the recent run of directors dropping out of projects or being fired as Disney or Warner and DC try to jam smaller projects into a greater cinematic universe? Do you think these large companies are doing a good job of gambling on smaller directors to save money, but launching the careers of people like the Russo brothers, Tim Miller, Scott Derrickson, and hopefully Lord and Miller with the upcoming Han Solo movie? Or do you think the pressure to fit a tone is strangling creativity and only rewarding relatively safe directors? Whilst I loved Ant-Man, I dream of seeing Edgar Wright's vision. Also, a lot of these directors are being chewed out by Hollywood could uh, being chewed out by Hollywood could possibly have given us great original ideas. I'd love to see another Chronicle or Monsters. Yeah. I think that's what I've got more of a problem with is the fact that once people get tied up in these films, that's it. Yeah. Like you're tied up for years. Well, it's like yeah. Colin Trevorrow is never making Safety Not Guaranteed again. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm yeah. fine with because that film sucks and I don't understand why he has a career. <laughs> he but, might, no, but he <laughs> might do though. Like, you know, you could come off the back of the next Star Wars and be like, right, I've done Jurassic World, Star Wars, like two of the biggest franchises. I need yeah. a fucking break from spending That's fair. four, three, four years of my life making this one film. Do you know what I mean? I can definitely see Ryan Johnson coming off of eight Absolutely. and making another Looper. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. I suppose Looper was quite big, but it still felt yeah, intimate. Yeah, it felt quite small. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. Th- I think if you're someone like Joss Whedon or James Gunn yeah. and you can work within the constraints and the Russo brothers as well like if you can work within I think some people obviously work well with constraints and some people don't yeah like it's, it's good to think if you think of like the Russo brothers they came off working for a very very strict American TV network mm. and getting away with quite a lot of stuff like um, I'm not so sure about James Gunn but like Joss Whedon well, uh, you James know, Gunn worked without constraints his entire exactly he was yeah. trauma like he had nothing exactly on so that, that doesn't really fit with it but like um, Joss Whedon worked like heavily like for studios with like Fox exactly like I feel like if you can work if you can get your 
uh, feelings and your sort of nausicron across mm. in those constraints. Some people do it better than others, obviously. Like Edgar Wright's never had to deal with, like, the, never, never had to deal with people sort of telling him what to do, really, yeah. because he's always made his films for, is it Artificial Eye or the other? Working title? Working title, yeah. It, yeah. Who basically, like the producer, is the, the the head of that company is the producer on all his films. Yes. And they work really, really is well. Is that Naira Park? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, huh. like, I think with that, some people, obviously, he, he, for whatever reason, didn't think that he could work with Marvel. Or... I think it's, it, I think that's a really good point. Uh, mm. Like, I almost don't think it's about them finding smaller directors. No. It's just about, find, particularly with Marvel, I think we've talked about this before, and yeah. actually um, Lucas, to a certain extent, it's about finding people who tell a story in a different way. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Ryan Johnson for Eight is a really weird choice, and I cannot wait to see how he deals with that. Yeah. Because he tells dark sci-fi stories, like, quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the thing, like, good I, at that. I maybe would have, like, picked Ryan Johnson for one of the spin-off films. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then, like, Gareth Edwards for Rogue One, yeah. even though we're hearing sort of shaky things about it, yeah. like, he is a, a really interesting choice, because Monsters was a giant sci-fi event happening with yeah. a tiny focus, which is exactly what Rogue One is. Yeah. Like, it's a tiny group of people in the biggest galactic conflict to Same that point. Godzilla as well. Like, he did, you know, I, I feel like he sort of took his thing to Godzilla. I don't think it worked particularly mm. well. I um, did not like that movie. But, I've not seen um, it. There's some good bits in it. But what was the other stuff he's saying? Well, it's so yeah, it's kind of... Who dropped out of DC stuff? Uh, it was um, Josh Trank. Oh no, he was Marvel. Yeah, he, no, no, sorry, he, he was, was Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who did well, drop out? Oh, who it's was... the Flash guys. Two directors oh, have dropped out of the right. Flash. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, um, I, but that's like two years away, so that doesn't feel like they've been yeah. in the midst of production yeah. and then stopped. It just feels like they've gone. Oh, you're not going to make my yeah, idea. Deadpool's lost there. Lost his director. Tim Miller well. left. Yeah, yeah Tim Miller's yeah. left. But that's because Ryan Reynolds was kind of the creative force, yeah. or at least that's the impression everyone gets. That's going to be quite hard, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I think like. They, I think Disney and Marvel do a really good job of picking like interesting directors yeah. to do it, and like, and I think some people flourish under like James Gunn with what he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's nuts. Like yeah. he, he, I can't imagine anybody else making those films now. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think he ever will let anybody do those. Yeah, um, which is really really good. We had a, we did a story this week actually about how apparently according to Vin Diesel, James Gunn's next project, yeah. he wants to make the Groot and Rocket oh, yeah, Raccoon yeah, yeah. spin-off film. Yeah, and. Like, again, he wants to write and direct that. Yeah. And that's brilliant. Like, if he yeah. keeps hitting those targets. Like, Fucking yeah, Shane Black making Iron oh Man 3. Shane man. Black making Iron Man 3 is just <laughs> one of happen? the greatest weird bits of director choice. I'm it's, really excited about uh, Taika Waititi doing, yeah? doing that's the new nuts. Thor. Because like, that's an incredible choice as well. Yeah. And to already have two movies out that are already, like, fitting a certain style yeah. and to just completely change this third one like that's a brave move with by Marvel and but then I think I think it's going to be really good a lot of people in hindsight don't seem to like the original Thor but I thought it was fantastic I and thought I thought was, like I thought Kenneth Branagh's direction movie. was really Bonkers, interesting yeah. like yeah. The, creating that um, the rainbow bridge and stuff yeah. and just the way Thor acts when he first gets yeah that's like, oh, he that's is, brilliant he's yeah. a Shakespearean character in the normal world yeah, yeah it's so like, good I, I think they've already taken some I, to me it's about getting back to where Thor 1 was yeah. as opposed to the only thing well, that, I don't know who did that's Thor a really 2, good point actually because anything you saw in that trailer it was like his kind of like funny Nordic yeah. old yeah. school twists on like modern day technology exactly. and the, lifestyle the only thing I, I, I think with uh, Thor Ragnarok is he hasn't written it. No. Yeah, he's just directing it. Did he so write Hunt for the Wilder People, though? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair play. Um, I think he, it's a very, yeah. like, it's very stylized. But, like, I, that's what I mean. So I wonder, like, you know, I, I'd love to know what the meeting was at Marvel, where they've gone, do you know who should direct Thor Ragnarok? Guy did Eagle versus Shark. <laughs> like, this guy. Like, uh, I mean, I, I think, like, you, like, whatever you think of, like, giant studios and stuff like that, you can't, say that Marvel ain't having a go and they're yeah. taking a punt with like these directors obviously sometimes it doesn't work like yeah. Josh Trank has like walked away from or Disney sorry have walked away from his uh, Boba Fett movie Boba Fett possibly movie yeah. like do you know what I mean um, but like but then uh, there's other things where you kind of go I think they, they've kind of nailed this down and the amount yeah. of dropouts they've had is negligible to the amount of people who've actually made great movies doing yeah, that stuff yeah. like Phil Lord and Chris Miller for Han Solo is so good. Like, that's yeah. a Lego awesome movie, idea. 21 yeah. Jump Street. Yeah, that one I, I don't feel is like the that left field, I don't think. Like, really? Because they've done these massive projects. Oh, yeah. no, I don't mean they're yeah, small yeah. for it. I mean, yeah. like, their the, tone. Yeah. That, yeah, that is That is 
comedy directors yeah, yeah, making yeah. a Han Solo film. Yeah, same with the, the, the stuff the Russos though. Though the Russos doing Civil yeah. War. Yeah, that's mad. Like, that's insane. Yeah, but that film is very very funny. Do you know who? So I've got. I, I think I know who the next person to get picked by Disney to do either a Marvel film or Star Wars film is going to be. Go on. And I, if it doesn't happen in the next five years, <laughs> I will something. You still owe me a sandwich from the I other do night, a sandwich so the other night. I don't I trust anything. But I'll do that tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do something big if it Go doesn't on. happen in the next five it? years. Uh, the guy who directed uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, uh, Trachtenberg. He's absolutely. Well, he just did. Thing, um, yeah. He did the video games episode of Black Mirror as well, yeah, didn't he? Which is really good. And he did that Portal um, short film. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got he the is chops. Absolutely going to be a Marvel or a Star Wars director. <laughs> yeah, not least because he's mates with JJ Abrams and yeah. he's now supervising all that stuff. There you go. He'd be great. Yeah, good you're question. absolutely right. Good, good question. That is fantastic. Nathan Ellensworth. What's yours, Powers? Uh, this is from Rory Barlow. Can I have some of this? Yeah, I want to from it. one Rory to another. Hello, Rory. Uh, Rory says, big fan of the podcast. Thank you. I just wanted to discuss a point raised in last week's podcast. Were either you guys on last week's podcast? Uh, no, but I, oh no, I think it was actually from the week before. Okay. Possibly. Um, Even about, if it was, oh no, maybe it wasn't, but anyway, I've listened to it, it's fine. <laughs> well, it's going to relate to all of us. It's about playing Overwatch as someone outside of the gaming industry bubble, whereas normies like us have less of a possibility to play the game with a full team of players. It sounded like you were worried that other people wouldn't agree that Overwatch deserved the multiplayer award because lots of people wouldn't experience the game the same way the IGN team have. In my opinion, a game is designed to be played a certain way, and even though I love Overwatch, even without the big party interaction, I understand that playing with a big group of mates would be the best way to experience the game. It's okay to have a selfish opinion about what you like and what's good if you are experiencing it in the right way. What? If if you had turned around and said the game was bad because you couldn't play with a full team of friends, people would say you were playing it wrong. He's backing us up, Gaff. He's backing us up. Because long. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice. He says, "What do you guys think? Do you think some people hate certain games because they're making you play them in a certain way?" Well, certainly, I think yes. Like it, when I played The Division alone, yeah, I did not like yeah, that game. Boring. When I played it with you guys, it was a great game for yeah. like. A month, two months. <laughs> fucking six hours. Well, no, we, well, yeah, you didn't play that much. I fucking hated it. Um, but that, that's even the multiplayer, because even with that game as well, there's like the way it's meant to be played as like a like shoot and cover yeah. game. That drove me mad. I was like, can I not just move and run around and jump and like yeah. get off a ledge without dealing like a third of my health is damaged? Yes. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. is crazy. He's like, I have this beautiful world. Like I'm walking about New York with my friends in this post-apocalyptic world yeah. and I can't stand on this car. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is insane. Like but he, make, he, he does yeah. make an interesting point. Like, it's something you come up against when you're trying to talk about these kind of games, especially when it's us who get to play them together. Like, there's yeah. a game called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which I think is one of the best indie games released for, like, the last couple of years. And you have to play it with another person, and that person has <coughs> to be next to you on your sofa. Right. Oh. Like, you have to play it in one place. Right. It's amazing. Like, it's a, a game where you're trying to pilot, essentially, a neon pink Death Star yeah. around these, like, planets, but you don't have enough people to... Do Why have you got to have someone next to you? I've never played it. It's, really never on, it's not online. It's local co-op only. Like, you have to be able to communicate. Oh, it's two controllers. Online. Yeah, so it's ah. two controllers. Okay. And, yeah, like, it's just a brilliant concept. Yeah. But, no, it didn't get bought that much because it requires two people on yeah. sofa, which people oh, okay. don't do anymore. Yeah, yeah. But that can't make you go, this game sucks. No, no, like, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. It, People who buy but it Also, I like think, it. like, it's... There's there's ways you can go about it. Like when I was playing Destiny, like there was a like it's, it's even better now. Like the the matchmaking stuff is really really good. Um, but like I was just on Reddit and stuff, just looking for people. Oh yeah yeah. Um, and then from that got the same group of people, even though they were strangers and stuff yeah. like that. And I I'm, I'm assuming it's the same thing with Overwatch. Like I don't do that because if I'm gonna play, I play with you guys or I play by myself and just random it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it is fun playing. It's, it is most fun playing together because you can tell people, you can ask people for advice. You can tell people what yeah. to do. I can't imagine if you were doing that with strangers, they would be as good maybe. No, I'm not it sure. It kind of, it depends. Cause I like, because I have my Xbox at home and you guys don't really have, like, play on Xbox. Like, sometimes if I'm solo queuing, I'll just sucks, use... Right, yeah. I'll All right. just use the, like, the ping notifications. Oh, yeah. So I can be like, um, like, uh, group I've up. got my alt, and someone yeah. will go, like, understood, and I'll be like, group up with me. You know, you can do these little... Okay. If you get a good it's, team. It's like, weird how that's carried yeah. through to your PS4 play, because when I signal an alt, it's always you that says understood afterwards, like, yeah. on, as on, like... I'll, You've got it as the yeah, habit. I'll See, do it all. Like, I'll, I'll even be like, I need healing, and I'll get a shield, and I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah. I'll do. But, I'll do I, all but, the I, but I do that. I've started doing that instead of because I, I think the one thing that I think we can do better is getting rid of inane chat. 
Because mm. I think like that, there's like people shouting, I've got my alt, I've got my alt. Like I'd much rather, I, I don't do that now. Yeah. I'd much just stick it up. Like, well, it's, it's better just, to read it as well. Like, yeah. Just yeah. It, it impacts. Because more. also you're just like, okay, I'm listening to that and then somebody else is going to say something else. So I think as a team, if we were obviously going to go to the next level, but we're not going to like, what? I, th- I think for yourself, you should have seen us about? playing 3v3 the other day. Yeah. But I, I basically, what do you think my fucking Facebook group's for? <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I, bunch but, of white guys that's trying to make do. it an esports like, world. If, if we had a, if we had a captain, <laughs> I would, I would be like, right, because so much, like I, because a lot of time if I don't play, yeah, I listen to the chat and I'd be like, I would be so fucking annoyed with some of the stuff that just gets sh- shouted out for no reason, and it's just like it's not helping. Just when like, someone no, dies and they're like, oh, get the guy on the ledge. And it's yeah. like, what ledge, where, who? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just like... Just, or just like, I know it like, it, it takes a while, but when you're playing these games, but like, just to not... Sh- oh, for fucks. And just like... I not, still do that. Not react <laughs> stuff. And I think like, yeah. I'm very reactive. I've heard you like reactive. slam your controller on the desk yeah. Yeah. It's through the only, everyone's mic. I know, it sucks. I'm really bad for that. But like, it's only Overwatch as well. I don't get yeah. ragey about yeah, any I games. I get really ragey about Overwatch as well. I'm so bad at that. It's a good but, game. That's why we yeah, care about yeah. it. It's because I care. Game. It's a good game. But yes, games can. I, I think I think we are, we're obviously quite lucky and blessed, and we've experienced it in a way that is probably the perfect way of playing it. But then, like Rory says, that's actually kind of the important thing. Yeah. We are playing the best way, and therefore we can give it the best recommendation. Yeah, yeah. like that's our experience of it. How do people fix that? Get more mates. Yeah, just yeah. stop being like nerds and losers. No, I, I, there must be there must be like a like a, a Reddit or something. Set oh, there'll definitely be like, like yeah. one of those systems. Like, because Destiny has plenty of services now where you yeah. put in everything you need Amazing, and what yeah. level you are, and then it matches. I remember, you like, people. when I first got Xbox Live, like my first Xbox. Do every because the headset came with like yeah. the console, and just everyone would wear their headset at yeah. all times yeah. because you could talk with everyone. Because it wasn't a toxic culture at that point. Yeah. And like you just now, you'd like play games and meet people while you're playing. You'd be like, all right, we're gonna change game mode like do you guys want to yeah. like come and be like yeah sure and like I still have people on my friends list on like Xbox Live who I just met yeah. like yeah. randomly and I was like hey I'll send your friend request like let me know when you're gonna play next time uh, just like this kind of like friendly thing my brother's still friends with a group of Irish guys that he met playing SOCOM 2 on the PS2 that's awesome. <laughs> like it's insane that's like so it's so cool. weird I do miss that but now it's like if I hear you someone be like shit. Yeah. <laughs> if I just hear someone be like does anyone have their mics plugged in I'm just like just like carefully <laughs> unplugging it so that it doesn't make like a little noise symbol. <laughs> just like no one will know. <laughs> okay, last question, and then we can all go home. Uh, this is from Ben Boltinghouse. It says, Greetings, long time listener, huge fan of the podcast, and prepared to try. Oh, amazing. Thank that's, you for watching. Uh, I hope you're watching the Resident Evil one. That's a Let's Play series that Rory, Cooper, and I do. You should watch. We're playing Resident Evil at the moment. Gav what recently, was that noise? Uh, you suck up a load of spit. He's making a lot of weird noises this love, podcast. I'm, I'm really hungover. I uh, can't tell <clears> if you're like still drunk or hungover or like getting drunk. drunk again. No, I don't want to Anyway, Gav recently wrote an Ask Men article. It was not recently, it was like a day ago. Well done. Uh, ben, in which he referenced a unique way of making tea. So I wrote an article for uh, Ask Men, which was basically getting a lot of the ladies in my life to critique my first messages I sent to girls on dating apps. It's very funny. I read it. Read I read it. the article. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's you can read. Oh, Smash. What is that? That's a bit of fun, isn't it? I'll take it. Um, if Gav is on this podcast, can he please describe what it is about his techniques that makes it so unique? If not, can other IGN UK testify to whether or not his tea is really that good? So before I go on to these guys and they put me in the and they seat. and they tell you how good my tea is. So for years, I was a bag water add milk person, like forever. Like uh, I used to hate people who used to put milk first. But it was in our last office, um, people who listen to the podcast a lot might remember Rich Beer Park. We started realizing that like the tea was tasting really weird a lot of the time. And it was like, even though I was brewing it for ages, because mm. I brew a tea for a good like four or five minutes, um, it just wasn't, it, for some reason, it, it tasted like, it was like a really, it was like a burnt taste to it because our water was in the kettle was so hot. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try milk first and just let it brew. So it looks so weird because it's just like, it looks like hot milk. It yeah. does. But then once you let it brew, it gets to the perfect color, which is essentially He-Man's skin color. <laughs> like that's the color you should be going for. <laughs> Um, a lot of like from weird ske- racist like, like undertones yeah. going from skeletal <laughs> to human yeah um, but yeah so I'm a milk first person which a lot of people think is crazy but like Powers how good is my tea? 
I feel like I should testify on your behalf and promote it because you do make me a lot of tea. I do. So I'm too scared if I say anything no, else. No, don't say that though. Do like the floodgates be, be honest, you, you make that sound way worse yeah. than I think what you Do you think it's to. a good cup of tea? I think it's a good cup of tea. Yeah. But like, I don't like tea all tastes the same to me. Oh, God. I could literally just like. So, uh, Alicia, the next time Alicia's on, she can say, okay, my tea is like Krupa, like, loves my tea so much that he's afraid to make tea for me because. Uh, he thinks I critique it. I made tea in your method. I don't drink tea, yeah. but I made tea in your method yeah. for you once. Did it work? Is it the method or is it your love going into You've it? Got, well, it's the method, but it's also the like patience as well. Oh, I brewed it for like eight minutes because I was scared of you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I like, left it in there for three days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, took a good, like, I was on a date with a girl once and it wasn't going very well. This is an absolutely true story. Um, I was on a date with a girl once. Uh, it was going okay. I, I just got the feeling she didn't think I was very funny. Um, she didn't like, she barely laughed at anything I said. It was awful. Um, but I'd arranged the date really close to my house. Not for any disgusting <laughs> reasons, just because no. it's a really nice pub by my house. Wow. And she lived quite close to it as well. So, um, sure, sure. She lived like a 20 minute train ride away. So it was fine. And <laughs> it's quite long. We went to this. But like an easy train, you literally get on the train right, right, six right, stops right, right. later. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just fucking drop it, Joe. She's <laughs> dead. <laughs> I didn't teabag her. No. Um, but it was it, it was going okay. Um, but for whatever reason, it got it got really late, and I was like, I probably never see this girl again. Um, and she was like, Oh, I've missed my last train. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. I was like, Well, like. Is that a tactical thing, do you think? <clears throat> no. Oh. The girl was not into me, man, like, at all. Um, and I was like, oh, well, you could stay at mine if you wanted to. Like, I'll sleep on the couch. You can sleep in my room. She was like, yeah, I, I, like, I don't want anything to happen. And I was like, yep, that's, that's good, that's fine. So we got into my house and I was like- And I, you did, I'm not interested. And I just- Yeah, okay, cool. With you? Because I just don't so. find you attractive. Right, um, okay, thank you. Because it'll be fun though. Um, and I wanted, I, wanted to go to, I wanted to go to bed instantly because it's been such a shit date. Um, but then I was like, do you want a cup of tea? And she was like, yeah, go and have a cup of tea. So I was like, and I can only, once, it's like learning to play pool. Once you learn to play properly, you can only play properly. What is? Making a good cup of tea. Oh God! I thought you meant like <laughs> dating. No, like, like once you make a good cup of tea, like you can only make a good cup of tea. Like so, I made I made her a cup of tea, and like I've never seen somebody warm to me so. She was like, she actually she was like, did you make this? I was like, yeah. And she was like, this is a great cup of tea, and uh, I had a, I got a kiss and some. I got a kiss out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> That was, I used my powers for good there. Oh, that was so perfect. Um, uh, I think it's bullshit. Tease, tease. It's all the same. We're going to get so many angry emails on people saying that it's the wrong way, but seriously, like, I make a better cup of tea than you to so go fuck yourself. IGN, um, <laughs> IGN underscore UK feedback yeah. at IGN.com yeah. for tea, bro comedies, Capcom racism or whatever Rory talked about. Thank and you very much. Have a great evening. For listening to the podcast. Bye bye. We'll be back next week. I love you. Goodbye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.